What is good, everybody? This is Show Your Stripes. We're doing a bit of a kind of like a .5 episode, emergency episode, whatever you want to call it today, because good God, that game today was it was awful. It was, I mean, the last inning just hurt to physically watch. Like, it was so hard to just sit there and watch that. I can't imagine the people at that game actually today and having to sit through that. Yeah, the attendance was significantly down compared to last night because I know we talked about it on last night's pod that the Tigers were able to put up, I think it was 40,101 people last night. And today's total, according to the MLB website here, it was 18,395 people. And I'm thinking to myself, those people deserve refunds for what they watched today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, before we get into it, the biggest thing that it shows is like this game was our 15th shutout of the season, which just absolutely blows my mind. I mean, we look at it and I know we said it before, but like there was only nine shutouts last year for the whole season. And tonight or today was number 15. So that just many people are talking about it. And and as much as uh they should be, like no. usually when we do get shut out, um, they usually bring it up. Um, yeah, but, I mean, but today they didn't really bring it up much. I do have to say we have gone a while, I think, without getting shut out compared to how I know, like last month in June, I feel like we just we're continually getting shut out like once a week. So, I mean, I feel like it's been a few weeks, but either way, it's just showing that our offense is still like doing nothing. I mean, compared to yesterday, they put up nine and go to today where they only allow, they only were able to muster uh, three measly hits and all of them were completely useless. There were two of them were doubles, but the other one was a completely garbage single. And, yeah, Marley Green had one of the doubles, Cody Clements had the other, and the other was a single by Harold Castro. And, I mean, it just shows you, I guess, like, all the lineups don't necessarily work. I mean, because, like, a lot of the guys who played today did not play in yesterday's game. Like, for example, you had um, you had Cody Clemens in the lineup, Tucker Barnhart, and Akil Badu. And I th- I think Badu played yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. But um, those other two, Clemens and Barnhart, did not play in yesterday's game, and it and it showed. Certainly, I mean we had I mean there I know Clemens was at first today, which I know he's played a few times this season, not a lot, but I know he did have a good a few good picks today. But I mean, I mean defensive wise. They were doing pretty well, but uh, offensively, there was just nothing going on with any of them. Yeah, the Tigers only had um, only six base runners, it looks like, because you have no walks. Yeah, you had no walks. It's six men left on, or six left on base opportunities, so I guess it was just the three, the three hits. Two games. Two games this series against the Rays, we have had no walks. Which is pathetic. And I mean, I, I understand that 
Like there's teams that want to be aggressive, but if you strike out nine times and not not have a single walk to complement it, it just shows you're not you're not like being pa- you're not being patient at the at the uh, plate up there. Yeah, I know we talked about that a lot yesterday. So, but it obviously shows. It really does. Um, the Tigers pitching staff. The first two people were decent, obviously, and we'll get into the other two people later in their respective time. But um, Matt Manning started today in his second game back, and he was he was probably the best I've seen him all season, if not maybe the best start I've seen him in. Period. He went seven innings of of no run baseball, shut up baseball, and allowed only four hits, struck out seven, and walked three. Pretty sure that was a career high strikeout for him too. Like he looked good today. I did enjoy watching him pitch because with him being gone for so long this season, I definitely was iffy about him coming back and how it was going to go. But today, I mean, he really showed up and was looking really good out there. So that's just what makes this loss, I think, even worse is that like he threw such a good start to just end it so terribly just ruins it. Yeah, it was a completely wasted uh, pitching performance because obviously not having an offense is is one thing, but losing it the way they did makes you feel even worse for Matt Manning. And like I said, we'll get into that. It's it's into what happened in the ninth in a minute here. But um, I was going to mention Alex Lang then came in in the eighth um, and struck out and struck out one had a perfect from a perfect eighth inning. And I'm just going to look here because I don't exactly know when the Tigers' hits were. Let's see. Uh, Tigers did not. They had a fielding error. Akil Badu got on on a fielding error, and he got caught at second base. So the first three innings were put retired in order. And then top of the bottom of the fourth, Riley Green had the leadoff double, which never, we never scored because we do that kind of thing. It'll lead off man in scoring position, and we can't score him. And then Cody Clemens had the double in the in the bottom of the fifth, and the only other hit the Tigers had was the Harold Castro single in the bottom of the seventh inning. So it was absolutely pitiful in terms of the offensive performance they had today. Just compared to yesterday, like it's we're back to the two different teams. Just two different offenses. Yesterday we like were looking like decent, and then today there's just nothing. Like, did they like put something in the water yesterday when they drank it and it made them hit the ball? Because if, if I knew that they were gonna bl- get embarrassed the way they did today, I probably wouldn't have been as optimistic after yesterday's game. No, apparently we just need Lou to be at every game. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I've seen my fair share of bad games before. I mean, I was at that game last year when the Tigers, I think were up like nine to one against the angels and ended up losing like 14 to nine. I remember that game like it was yesterday and I was, I like legitimately went nuts after that game. I did. I want to see if I could find it here just because I want to kind of like refine my works here. Cause I was like, I was at that game. And I legitimately wanted to like pull my hair out after watching it. 
Yeah, we were. Yep. That is uh, August thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Tigers lose ten to thirteen to ten after leading. Uh, after leading ten to nothing, ten to two after five innings. That's insane. I mean, that's. I can't even imagine being at that game. And and I'm and I know I'm kind of getting off track here, but the lineup is not much different than what we have now. Like I'm looking at here, um, of the guys who played in that game. Let's see, six of them are on the active roster currently. You got Jonathan. It was uh, Robbie Grossman played left field that day. Jonathan Scope was in first base. Candelario at third base. Miguel Cabrera was the DH. Uh, Daz Cameron was in center field. Willie Castro was at second base. Zach Short was at shortstop. Victor Reyes was in right field. And Dustin Garneau was catching that day. And and the game was just so bad. I mean... Starting to feel like August is just not our month. For it never has baseball. been. I mean, yeah. you were just... You were telling me about that one tweet, if you want to say it, because... That um, is just with. Oh yeah, the, the, there was one stat that I just saw. Um, that's why we were talking about it. That I ended up seeing that it was so ridiculous I couldn't believe it when I read it. This coming from Stats by Stats, they capitalized the second one. Uh, Ray, the Rays were tied zero to zero with two outs in the ninth inning today and scored seven runs. They are the first team in the modern era to break a zero zero tie in the ninth inning or later, to score seven or more runs, all with two outs. <laughs> I just have no words at all. I think we I can mean, go ahead with just that, kind of go into what we were, the main part of what happened today. So, yeah. what happened was, they brought on Gregory Soto to pitch the ninth inning in a tie game, which, quite honestly, I'm not sure why they did that. I mean, I know he probably should have gotten some work yesterday considering the game didn't get out of hand until very late. But that didn't really make much sense as to bringing him in in that scenario. Still, and, I feel like the fans know more than like the coaches at this point about not to bring Soto in when we have this kind of situation. I and mean, I, know I, AJ I know AJ trusts him. But, like, you got to, like, look at his lines when he pitches in games like this when there's nothing on the line. I know he does well in some scenarios, but he does it. He'll shit the bed a lot with, with guys on, but then he'll have – but when he doesn't shit the bed with runners on, it's in a spectacular fashion. So it's a very – I mean, you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, that's why I feel like I get such bad – like, I know I get so stressed out when I know he's coming in to pitch. So, I mean, lately too, we were just talking that he's been doing like actually decent lately. So, I mean, him going in and being able to get those first two outs, I really thought, honestly, we were going to be okay. I was very wrong though. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to look back here. Look at his game logs. I don't even remember the last time Soto had an outing, like the one he had today. It was about, the last time he allowed an earned run was actually not until July 7th, believe it or not. So it had been a while. 
But he had yeah. this is easily his worst outing of the season because it um, prior to tonight's today's game, he had not had a game where he allowed more than more than uh, two run more than three runs, I should say. And I had the misfortune of being at that game. It was that game on June sixteenth where he came in, complained about the mound being out of order, oh, yes. and then he proceeded to throw up a three run put up a three run spot and the Rangers ended up winning that game. Yeah. And it ballooned wow. his ERA at the time from one point nine six to three. Dang. That's crazy. And then I mean and then you go in today. I'm I mean, does it show what his ERA is now with his five earned runs from today? Coming into today, his ERA was two point one three. It did, and today's outing alone ballooned it to 3.26. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. So, I'll kind of go ahead and say what happened, because there was, it seemed to me that there was, everything, all hell broke loose once the top of the ninth came around. Obviously, uh, I'll give Soto the credit, he did get the first two outs, but he didn't get it. Easily, he had the ground out to by Andy Diaz. I'm, I'm sorry, he had the pop out by Roman Quinn. Then Sock Isak hit a single that got the lead run on. Then Christian Bethencourt lined out that had the two outs. And then this is when it gets ridiculous. You've got Francisco Mejia doubling to put runners on second and third, and then fucking Soto. Decides to walk the next three goddamn batters, loading them up the first guy, and then forcing in two goddamn runs. I, mean, I thought I thought that was the worst of it too. Which just like I was like, honestly, I was expecting us to fall behind by a run or two going into this ninth inning with Soto pitching. So let's just say it blew my mind a little bit after this. Like I know that that uh, Soto has trouble with his command, but like when you walk through, I mean, he probably should have been pulled after even even the first guy he walked or the second. I got no idea why he was left in there after he walked two in a row. Yeah, once that first run came in, I feel like they should have taken him out. But and, and it was easily the most walks he's allowed this season, which is kind of hard to believe when you look at how wild he's been. He, uh, prior to today, the most walks he allowed in an outing was two, and he did that twice. Yeah, not to mention him hitting pitchers, or hitting players as well. Yeah. But, I mean, I know they don't count those as walks. It so. should be counted as a, in, the, in the whip batting, or in, the, in that. But like, if I pull it up here, I think he's hit, like, it seemed to be like seven batters or something like that. I feel like you said, I feel like you've told me, I think it was like eight at like the last time yeah, he hit the two. I think it was eight. Yeah. I think it is eight it's, still. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a decent amount of that as well, but either way, he has not allowed that many walks in a game this season yet. So. But yeah. So, so after he walked the three batters, it made it two to nothing. Um, AJ finally comes to get him, and I believe he pitched, let's see, I think it was 22 pitches, I think? Either 22 or I or 26, something like that. 
Yeah, it was. It was. Um, let's see. Twenty six. Yes, twenty six pitches, and then he got pulled, and Jason Foley came in to pit to a pitch and try and get the final out in the top of the ninth, which I thought he could do that, and we'd have a two nothing deficit going to the bottom of the ninth. Which I mean, yeah, I would have been more. I would have been upset about it because I would assume they probably wouldn't have won anyway. But like. What proceeded to happen after that just made me even more angry. Um, you got you got Brandon Lau. Then I believe I was I might have been on the first pitch even. I'm not quite sure, but uh, singled up the middle, that scored two more, made it four to nothing, and then Randy Rosarina doubled that brought in two more, and Roman Quinn then singled brought in a Rosarina. And then the inning finally ended when Isak got caught looking on strikes. Yeah, that inning was forever long. It just did not end. Like I'd like to see if somebody like timed that inning just to see how long it was. Like like my god, it it literally felt like it took a thir- like 30 minutes to end that inning. Oh, I'm pretty sure because I was like driving and listening to it and I drove like 25 minutes and the game was still going when I got to where I was at. So that inning just went on forever. It was ridiculous. Yeah. 45 pitches were needed to end that inning combined. And it was absolutely ridiculous that the game, the inning had to last that long, especially considering you already had the two outs, and then everything just hit the fan. Yeah, like literally Manning, what, had 95 pitches today? So literally half, about half of his pitches today would have been what it took to get out of the last inning. So let's look at the fun stuff. Let's see. Um, Gregory Soto's line today went two-thirds of an inning, allowed two hits, Five runs, all were earned, walked three, struck out none, and and they obviously would take the loss. It's his sixth of the season, which um, I lie, a lot of those are blown saves, I have a gut feeling. I'm not 100% sure. Let me see here. Um, it's the first time that he has taken a loss. Let's see. I'm just, it's just taking a second because I got to. Pull up his game logs. Uh, I got to refresh the page. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Game logs. Here we go. It was the first time that he took a loss since uh, July 26th against the Padres, which is the one where he went and stayed in an extra innings. And all those runs were unearned. So, I mean, he was charged with the five earned runs today, which is fair because it really, like, the one game where he didn't get charged with it. Botching an error to back him up this time. This yeah. was all on him. Yeah, completely. I mean, we did manage to get through, I believe we managed to get through this game without another error. So, I mean, we're going on three games without an error. So, you know, I guess that's something, I mean, <laughs> which is... It's a win in my it's a win in my book to be honest. Yeah. I do agree with that. 
And then you have Jason Foley that came in to clean up the diarrhea, in which that really didn't help because he uh, he allowed the three hits that Soto didn't allow. And although he only allowed two runs charged against him, it feel like it should have been higher because of the amount of hard contact he allowed. He he faced four batters and only was able to retire one of them. It was absolutely disgusting. Just uh, the bullpen just decided to take a day off or something, which just sucks because of how well we did yesterday. Like I really was holding on to the optimism of yesterday up until the ninth inning. Because even in when the ninth first started, and then we got the first two outs, I really did think there was going to be a chance here. Or honestly, I was kind of expecting us to go into a tenth inning before yeah. all of the runs started to come in. Yeah, I thought so too. I felt like the game was either going to end like with a one nothing score or something like that, or it was going to go into extra innings. But no, it just decided to end right then and there. And it's always fun. I always want to mention this because it was, was interesting. After all that occurred in the bottom of the ninth, you had a there was a fan who came down behind home plate it with the final batter up, which was Javi Baez, and came up and unfolded a sign that said "Sell the team, Chris," and then just immediately ran away. And I thought that really summed up the game, at least to me. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, there's, yeah. no, I mean, there's, I don't even know. There's not even. I mean, it's just this game. I guess was just very on par for how this team has been, and I know we say that a lot, but like, it's just so ridiculous. But yet, also feels completely like something that we would do. Yeah, I mean, to be quite honest, like. This team just finds new ways to just make me upset, even though I feel like I'm not being upset anymore because I know I'm not supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be happy or sad because I know the season's gonna be over at this point. But like, it just felt way worse than it ended up being. No, I mean I guess we'll see how it goes in our next series, but definitely. And, uh, Definitely was a rough one today. Yeah, and, and like I said yesterday, I had a feeling that right before the game today, we would know what the schedules were going to be for the series this weekend or this week. There's an off day tomorrow, which I'm going to be honest, I I needed that for like my own mental health. Like I couldn't, like if I, especially after a game like today, I needed a day off. Yeah. Like my God. So it will be nice to have, I mean, they more than, like, I feel everyone needs it. They do, we do, everyone just needs an off day. And I feel like it's the first time we've had an off day in a hot minute. Like, let me look here. Yeah, they've, been, they've been going for a while, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's the first time the Tigers have had an off day since July 22nd, which was that travel day between the Oakland doubleheader and the Twins series. Yeah, so, so it's been a while. Hopefully the day will get them rested and, you know, we can go back to at least having some sort of offense. 
not saying it has to be like what we were doing yesterday, but you know, some more, more than three hits would be nice. Yeah. So the schedule, or at least the pitching matchups, you were released this morning, as I thought they would be. I just gotta pull them up here. You got two, Tuesday, the first game of that three game set in Detroit against the Guardians. You have Shane Bieber for the Guardians against Tyler Alexander, which uh, Bieber is six and six with a three three nine ERA, which I've noted he has shown signs of a decline this season. So I'm not sure if that really means much of anything. And then you have Alexander going, I think this will be like his 10th start or something like that. And he is two and five with a four Oh four ERA. So you can really get, it's really a wash in terms of who's going to pitch in that one or win in that one. And then Wednesday, the game we've always been hyping up and talking about going to, uh, we got the best, I'm going to be honest, like from a sicko's perspective, like myself, in terms of bad pitching, this is like the best, best pitching matchup you can get in terms of bad pitchers. You've got Aaron Savale and his 6.17 ERA and a 2-5 and five record going up against Drew Goddamn Hutchison, who is 1-5 with a 4.37 ERA. Which that ought to be for like like I said from a sicko's perspective, you're I'd love that. It should be an interesting one, that's for sure. I just hope we can actually hit off of Savalde, unlike last time we faced him. Which, if I can pull it up here, I could have sworn we like got like only one run off of him. Knowing us though, like it's gonna be like a no hit game for like most of the game on Wednesday. Like that just would not surprise me if that was to happen. And the last time we played uh, face Savale was on May 20th, and we he took the win. He went six and a third, allowed only three hits and one run, which was unearned, walked one and struck out three. And that was when he had a seven and a seven point eight four ERA with an zero and three and an zero and three record. So we have one of only his two wins on the season. So I'm hoping that we can actually get hits off of him this time because opponents are hitting a comfortable two. Let's see. They're hitting. I'm sorry. It's just. Over the last 15 games, he's allowed 37 runs, earned runs, and 64 hits. So I'm hoping he can actually give us something to work with. And And hopefully. Hutchinson or Hutchinson will I mean it hasn't been necessarily horrible lately so I guess we'll see how that goes with him and this will be Savale's first start since July 13th after he went on the injured list with a right wrist injury so hopefully we can actually do something this time and I mean as much as I'd like offense I'd like to see a game where it's like where it's offense against offense yeah, definitely. I'm sure it'd be cool to see that, especially considering what whatever content we decide to make down there. I'm not sure what that'll be. If you guys have any ideas, just throw it at us. But And then obviously Thursday, the finale of that series, you've got Dan Plesak, who has not been good. Um, to be honest, like he has not been nearly as good as I thought he was going to be this year. 
He is 2-10 with a 4.49 ERA against, it will, it says TBD here, but it, it is going to be bold risky after coming off the injured list. So they're going to have to, they're going to have to um, replace him on the active roster with somebody. Very ready for him to be back. I'm very interested to see how that, his start goes. I know that they said, I think they'll be maxing him at five innings. So we'll see how that, I mean, but before he went on the IL, I mean, he was really picking up there. So hopefully he can get back into that same groove that he was going in. Yeah. I mean, and then we hit the road again, which, which will always be interesting. We have to play seven on the road starting this Friday. We got three against the White Sox in Chicago and then four against the Guardians because one of those games is a makeup of the one of the games I was supposed to go to that got rained out in Cleveland, which unfortunately I probably will not be able to go to that. But um but yeah. Um I think that just about wraps it up and for this one. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. I think it was just good to get a little bit of a rant out because yeah. today's game was just a rough one. Yeah. Thanks for listening everybody. And we will have we will have another full episode whenever. Hopefully, maybe we'll do one after that three game set against Cleveland, and we'll have some content for you for that one. So, thanks for listening, guys.